0: Well, welcome to See, Here Love. It's our summer series, and we're featuring never-before-seen interviews and all of your favorite shows from our past seasons. So we hope you enjoy our past conversations that are still very important and inspiring today. Enjoy. Well, welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda, and we're so glad that you've joined us today in our living room as we hear an amazing story of faith and love an incredible transformation from our special guest, Danny Mackay from Stonewall, Manitoba, whose godly disruption became a catalyst for him coming to Jesus in the most unlikely way <laughs> in the back of a stolen car. Danny is also the national ambassador for E3 Partners in Canada, the organization behind I Am Second. Welcome, Danny.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: And a big welcome to our Godly Disruptors. Do you like that kind of segue? Yeah. Cheryl, Brooke, and Lisa, welcome. Thank you. Are we ready for this? I know. Are you ready, Danny, with all the ladies on, okay, around here? Um, I think, first of all, we need to know what does a Godly Disruption or Disruptor mean? How would you define that?
1: I think when we think about God, it's like in his nature to disrupt. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been doing it right from uh... the book of genesis uh, you know he disrupted adam and eve uh... when they had fallen he he got involved uh... Right from uh... moses and abraham god was disruptive in, in a lot of ways and even uh... in the time of jesus he was incredibly disruptive to a lot of things of that day and i think as he uh... calls us to follow him we get involved in in kind of disrupting the world <laughs> for the sake of the kingdom
0: Wow. So, what does that look like practically? Like, I love the word disruptor, but I don't know if that's the right definition because I want to just add chaos and you know party it up all the time.
1: Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) No. And um, and and there's definitely that in us too, right? To that that ability to do that in a in a very negative way as well. Which, as you know, from part of my story, um, that was that was a big piece of what was going on in my life at that time Uh, when I actually hit a rock bottom and um decided to run away from home and so I, I stole this car. Um, I, I felt completely alone. I didn't feel like anybody cared about me or, or loved me. Um, and I just felt incredibly alone. So so I stole this car and ran away and in the back of that car was a book that was an outreach to teenagers. Wow. And so I got rid of the car, um, wow. another another time, I'll tell you how I made all that right. <laughs> okay. But um, I kept the book and I read it and for the first time I heard the gospel, I heard the good news. And wow. so such amazing hope for for moms out there who have these crazy wild teenagers. Um, God can change somebody and disrupt their whole life uh, in an instant and that's what happened to me. It was a very deep, very radical, very sincere change. Wow,
0: what was the truth that kind of did it for you? Because some people who can read something like that and they're like, eh, Maybe yeah. I still have to investigate, but for you, it seemed pretty,
1: pretty I, clear. Yeah, I, I think it really, genuinely, for me, was was the love of Christ, um, the fact that that He would um, leave His kingdom mm. and step down into this earth, clothe Himself not just uh, temporarily, but for the rest of eternity. He's clothed Himself with manhood, and. Um, The fact that he would do that and lay his life down and die the way he died on that cross, for me, gave me such a a feeling of, of worth and hope. And I was just overcome by that kind of love, so.
0: What about for you guys? Like, has there been a moment where you were sort of like a godly disruptor or was there a godly disruption that happened in your life to bring you to where you're at? Cheryl, what about you?
2: Both. Okay. Uh, I'm so excited about this topic, by the way. I'm so (laughs) glad Danny's here Uh, because I'm the product of, of someone who disrupted the darkness in my life. Uh, brought the love of God right to me on the street mm-hmm. and uh, and I've dedicated my entire life to working with that risk youth so I feel like I am called to disrupt the darkness and 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 you know that that agenda of darkness that is mm-hmm. over this Generation that they would be lost perish and just really be self-harming and hurtful I feel like we're called to be that light that pierces the mm-hmm. darkness. So I really love this disrupting yeah. idea today Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Brooke, what about you? yeah, I've definitely had a moment where like my life was disrupted and and in the best way way but I also have a moment recently actually where I got a message from a woman who was listening to one of my songs and it's such uh, writing songs is quite um, it's special because you're putting truth in people's ears and on their mouth in their mouths to say and sing And she had written me and said, I walked away from God. I have cancer. I'm very angry at the church, very angry at God. She's like, This song brought me back to Him. And I thought, Mm -hmm. Oh my word, praise the Lord. Like, Mm -hmm. you have no idea the stuff you're putting out, like what it will do in people's lives. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good.
4: Mm -hmm. Lisa? I think for me, it's absolutely true to say that god it's consistent disrupting to the point that you kind of get used to that God is going to intervene in your life. It's an ongoing conversation. I think younger in our, our faith lives, often it's like Sunday, he'll disrupt you. And then on Monday to Saturday, you kind of do your own thing, but you get used to this ongoing conversation, this relationship. Yeah. And it, he, he's a living dynamic God. That was the whole thing Like he just came to life. It seemed for you in that car. Yeah. And that's what he is. He, he's raw. He cannot be contained. And that to me, is just everything what God is. He's an intervening, disrupting God because He doesn't want to leave you yeah. Yeah. on those streets. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed, yeah. But I, I agree. I mean, the disruptions that have happened in my life. I mean, people literally like, Disrupted, mm. stopped me from doing things, called me out because mm. they said, "Because we love you, mm-hmm. yeah. because we know that there is something better for you." Melinda, like the club scene and running away from God and filling your life with all the things that are false—drugs and drinking and relationships and boys—that were yeah. filling these deep needs, but not re- not at all. Yeah. It was more of an escapism and everything else. And so, but people kept saying, it's, "There's more." My mom and my dad my church community, yeah. um, and so I'm glad for disruptors. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad. You know, Danny, talk to us about why that's so important for all of us to be disruptors, like mom, dad, ourselves, older people, younger people, people, you know, um, within the church, like why is it important? How do we, How do we really engage that way?
1: Well, you know, I love your story about how somebody came to you as yeah. a, a stranger on the streets and, and I just think that to follow Jesus is to be a disruptor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, I, I think sometimes we, we think that, you know, uh, sharing Jesus with other people is somebody else's job. Mm-hmm. And did you know that 98% of North American believers um, on a massive survey that went out to thousands of them, 98% um, never share their faith? with a lost person. Uh, n- wow. Never and rarely. Wow. Um, and I, I think it's probably because we don't have a sense of identity, right. um, mm-hmm. of, of being an ambassador for Christ. I, I think it's we don't know what to say. Uh, a lot of times we're not equipping right. um, our churches and, and people in a lot of ways to actually share the gospel. We can invite people to an address to an event, we, we, we know how to do that uh, partly, but we don't know how to invite someone to Jesus. And so, you know, just learning simple ways to initiate spiritual conversations in a normal, natural way um, is something that we're doing in, in equipping people all around the world to do that, to, to start sharing Jesus.
0: So how do you do that? That's a, that's a good um... Starting point, because I think people get afraid because they need to know the Bible really well. Yeah. they need to know all the answers, all the scriptures, and if a big theological question comes, oh shoot, what if I don't know how to answer it? Yeah. And that's why people get paralyzed. Yeah.
1: They do, yeah. Right?
0: What would you say? Like, what, what's a, How do you just be real as you share?
1: So the it? the number one thing that that we've seen all around the world, regardless of which culture or language or anything that, that you are, one of the most important things I think is to start with genuine. Um, relationship, yeah. like um, not just start with a you know develop a, a long-term relationship, but necessarily, but you know start with something simple such as offering to pray for them. Okay. You know when I'm sitting beside someone on the airplane and and I get talk to them, I just say you know hey, is there anything I can pray for you? Yeah. You know like if God could do a miracle in your life, what would it be? You know, I love asking my servers at restaurants, uh, when I stop in at a gas station, hey, you know, as I'm heading out, I'm just wondering, man, is there, is there anything I could pray for you? You know, I just offer to pray. And I, I'm, I'm not joking. Everywhere around the world, people will literally just stop and take you into the depths of what they're struggling with. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great opportunity to, to go from there to sharing your story. You know, say, hey, I remember a time in my life. When I was feeling that, and then to share the gospel—that's
0: awesome. What about you? Any of you, like, have you had these same experiences?
2: The disruptor for me that changed my life—I always say it is—it was a hot chocolate and a donut. Mm. It was a hot chocolate and a donut, and conversation for three months that broke down this hardened heart. Mm. And so, sometimes—not sometimes, all the time—love is a disruptor in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because many of us don't feel it and receive it in its purest form. And so love in its purest form can break and shake and mold and pierce. And so uh, I encourage people to just kind of start there too as well.
5: I love
3: what you said, Danny. Like that's biblical. We are ambassadors for Christ. Uh, And... And you know, we have a responsibility as believers and as followers of Jesus to lead people to that place. And again, it might not always be with the most theological, uh, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. words, uh, but like with love, with love, with love, with love and like a simple, how can I pray for you? Mm -hmm. And it can be that simple and that can change someone's
0: life. And what's the worst that could happen, they say no. Like, I don't want to be prayed for. Right. That I mean, Again, I, that's the worst, worst thing that could happen. Is, but that's what I'm saying. No, thank we, you. Yeah, we make it create this big thing that they're going to be so upset and they're going to yeah. yell at me in the gas station because I asked them for prayer. And like when I've done that, I mean, I think only twice somebody said to me, no, it's OK. OK. And as they walked away, I prayed for them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm praying for you as you're leaving me. Yeah. But that's OK. You know what I mean? Yeah. The worst. I think it's a lot to do with our own issues and in insecurities yes. about things. Yeah. I think that we need to be more bold and strong in that, right? Yeah, and when
1: yeah. we when we we'll offer things. to pray, um, it's it, one of the things I love about that is it's invitational, not confrontational. Right. Um, they, uh, I feel, uh, another thing I like is the ball is in their court. They get yeah. to decide yeah. how deep or how shallow that conversation stays. Yeah. Um, so it's not awkward. It can be very natural to just be a person who, who goes around praying for people and then sharing the gospel with them. Hey, it's Chris, friend of See, Here Love with Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this conversation, but I just had to let you know that the only way that See, Here Love gets to produce fun and authentic conversations like this one is through your financial donations. So go to seehearlove.com and click on the big donate button. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to the show.
4: I was just thinking that um, exactly it's not confrontational and disruption has this connotation of something that's very loud in like the definition of the English language but what you get it's love it's subtle it's gentle it's God in the burning bush drawing Moses it's God in the I'm um, showing himself in the gentle whisper sometimes it's Saul on the road to Damascus and it's huge and it's just really life shattering but one of the other points that I'm picking up on is that God disrupted our lives so that we can continue to subtly gently lovingly sometimes you know harshly depending on the relationship disrupt others and it's that idea that it's going to go forth from here on
0: but even in the gentleness there needs to be a boldness i think one of the things that we can encourage ourselves and the people who are watching and listening is that Mm. we must be like every every day i look around i think we are the answer to somebody's pain or or disappointment and you know i had a moment when i was at at a at a coffee shop And I was waiting to get my tall, soy, extra hot, no foam tazo chai. And I was really excited about it. And there was a woman beside me um, sitting. And I heard God say, and it doesn't happen a lot, tell her that she is seen and that I've not forgotten her. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm waiting in this line too long. And and I'm, I'm wanting this. And God was very clear. So I got out of line, much to my chagrin. Went over to her and I said, I don't know you, this might sound really crazy, but I just need to let you know that God sees you and he knows what you're going through. And she looked up at me and she broke down crying. It still gives me chills. And she's sobbing. She goes, who told you? Who told you? I'm like, honestly... It's God, yeah. and here's the thing: it wasn't for me to all of a sudden say, "I'm gonna now disciple you," or it wasn't another like I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. I just put my hand on her. And she goes, "That's all I needed to That's know well. to be reminded mm. and be remembered that I matter." And right. she yeah. cried, and yeah. that was it. And so I think if I'd so missed that good. opportunity, that woman would not have heard yeah. and experienced that. And so it was. It's those kinds of things that we need to be. Yeah. more aware of as we go yeah. Yeah. and it was a
4: blessing to you to it was that, yeah.
0: now I had to wait back in line for <laughs> my chai my tea but hey that's yeah. minor yeah, <laughs> compared yeah. to what
2: happened yeah, yeah. right you know, you know it's funny sorry I was I hear two words in that like love is intentional right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not loving just sort of quietly. There's, there's, there's something that you're moving towards and love takes obedience. Yes. That yeah. obedience that, I mean, imagine if you didn't obey, right? Yeah. So sometimes God, love calls us out into those yeah. uncomfortable yeah. No, places.
0: That's good. Yeah. You know, Danny, you brought a verse uh, for us today yeah. that has helped you in leadership and in life and being a disruptor. It's in Second Corinthians 5 verse 20. If you want to read that, it'd be great to hear.
1: Yeah. We are, therefore, Christ's ambassadors. Mm-hmm. And here's my favorite part. <laughs> As if God is making his appeal through us.
0: Mm. Wow. So good. That is so. so good. And I know we want to discuss it, but hold on. We're going to discuss it because I want to go now to co host Joanna. She shares her thoughts about 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20 from the Good Word.
6: The Apostle Paul spent a lot of his adult life killing Christians. He hated Christians. And then he had a radical conversion where Jesus met him on a road and he was never the same after. He became a Christian, a follower of Jesus. And then he became a representative for the church, for Jesus, all over the Roman world. It says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20, as Paul is writing to the church in Corinth at the time, this is a letter he wrote and he says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. So we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So Paul, he's naming himself as an ambassador for God. And it's amazing that he would be able to say this because it wasn't that long before that he was actually murdering the people of God. He was going out of his way to kill them. And yet he became an ambassador for Christ. That's the amazing gospel grace that Jesus brings to us. He takes our life from wherever it is and then he makes us ambassadors of his good news, actually the best news to the whole world. And so he encourages us not to just be ambassadors and representatives of him, but with a message. It's a message from the King, not ourselves. And so we can go with confidence and declare that Jesus, his love, his redemption is available to everyone. And he actually wants us to be reconciled to God. It's actually that we need to be reconciled to God. God has done everything on his side to make a way for us. He gave his own son, Jesus, on our behalf. And so it's not so much that we have to make a reconciliation or do the work of it, but we actually just have to accept the reconciliation that has already been offered to us. And so if you haven't yet accepted the reconciliation of God for you, just like Paul, who was met by Jesus as a murderer and hater, of Christians, you too can reconcile yourself to God today. That's the best news in the world, isn't
0: it? Thanks, Joanna. Such great thoughts. Now let's hear our thoughts. What are your thoughts on 2 Corinthians 5.20 and what it means to be a godly disruptor? Danny?
1: Well, I think about, you know, being an ambassador for Christ. Is there anything more incredible than the fact that we get to completely represent him to others here on earth. I mean, his fullness uh, and all that he is, all that he does, I mean, you think of the authority that comes with that. And um, we get to go out and God makes his appeal to the world through us. And I mean, there's just, there isn't much that I can think of that's more important than helping stop people who are heading to an eternity of being separated from him.
3: Brooke, yeah, I feel like like we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus here on Earth, and that's a huge responsibility. Um, it's like it's almost it feels like a, a great command, like go out and be ambassadors for me. Yeah. And like as Christians, yeah, like that is something that we are held responsible yeah. to. And I think like I think about myself personally, uh, I don't often go out and and. Hey, Jesus loves you. Can I pray for you today? To a stranger, like I struggle with that. Uh, with that, but I, what I do love to do is uh, show people God's love uh, with the way I love them, whether that be subtly yeah. or big. And I think that that's important for people to know that it doesn't always mean knocking on your neighbor's door, although it can. Yeah. But if that's not your personality or you're not you're not there yet, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just keep loving. Yeah. That's
1: yeah. Good.
4: Lisa? For me, like the concept of ambassador, um, it's it's a huge responsibility, absolutely. And when you think about it on the global level, like it's a political term often used the ambassador of a certain country knows everything about their government the policy how they're going to represent it in the target country and you get this weightiness of it and they also number one they know who they're representing they know it very well but they submit themselves to the will of the state or the sovereignty as they represent in that particular country Mm -hmm. and that's where i love Mm -hmm. that phrase i am second which ties into your ministry where it's like there's god and i i'm serving i'm obedient i'm submissive to his will on this earth as his ambassador it's a weighty responsibility it is weighty i actually actually felt it because when you said and he uses us like to appeal like
0: you know to the world so you kind of have a moment like an awe moment like (gasps) that's big and he's entrusted that to me Mm -hmm. so that means he's got some good faith in me even if i don't have it for myself like i actually have a moment where god himself said hey melinda you're gonna be my ambassador so now go out and represent me well and it's like wow but then you're like that's awesome yeah Yeah. even in my own frailty and mess that's what he said yeah right
1: yeah yeah though we're so far from perfect (laughs) <laughs> you know, I don't know about you guys. But, uh,
2: well, you know, yeah. so far from perfect, but he still uses us. What, yeah. what is... You know, what's interesting, it, interesting to me, I love uh, where Lisa was going with that. I'm going to think I'm going to ride that that train for a minute. You know, an ambassador, what's really cool is um, if they got into a car accident or it ha- anything happened to them while they were in that car, while they're in that car, their ambassador car, it's, it's, it's that sovereign state. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm.
2: unbelievable. So you could be driving beside Italy... <laughs> <laughs> and then driving beside Russia just in their own car. I, that speaks to me because that, uh, using that, that verse as a backdrop, that wow. Christ is appealing through me. So wherever I yeah. am, God mm-hmm. is. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. Wherever yeah. I am, I am in the presence, in the sovereignty yeah, of God. Mm-hmm. I carry that sovereignty with yeah. me. Yeah. And I, it, I, it, so it, it, that empowers yeah. us. Yeah. We're not it alone does. in that. When you yeah. say
0: that, automatically, we sit yeah. up higher and stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Like, i like, dignity. okay. The yeah. Dignity of yeah. The yeah. and, and the um, yeah. dignity. Carry well, see, it with me. that message Earth. needs to be just like scream from you know the hilltops because right. i think if people realize that mm-hmm. then we're not walking around all defeated yeah. and down about who we are i yeah. think mm. when people get that they're like <gasps> yeah. wow yeah. me yeah. right safe
3: yeah. and secure an ambassador yeah. for god yeah, and yeah. we're all broken and we're in need of a savior mm-hmm. and yeah. if we can be the facilitators of that like amen
1: yeah awesome. we carry the full weight of the kingdom.
3: Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's all awesome. <laughs> Love that. It's good. Great thoughts, I everyone. Mean,
0: I love that. I think there's going to be lots in our blogs and vlogs as we continue the conversation online as well. Thanks for your thoughts, everyone. Fantastic and so encouraging, empowering for us today. Mm-hmm. Well, now let's go to our Ask the Expert segment with registered psychotherapist and counselor, Lindsay Thompson, as she gives us some advice on how to cultivate strong relationships that form trust as we navigate sharing Jesus through our lives and to others. We
5: all want to be in relationships with people where we can say without a doubt, I trust you. This can be really hard in a world that is so broken and full of pain. As a therapist, I work daily with people who have been terribly hurt and being terribly hurtful and so have no reason to ever really feel like they can trust or be trusted again. But daily, I also see people heal from their hurts and create healthy relationships full of trust. So how do we make these relationships happen? In childhood, we learn to trust when we feel safe. As a baby, safety is felt through having our basic needs met consistently. Needs like being fed, changed, and soothed. This happens between a baby and his or her primary caregiver, the most important relationship in that baby's life. As we grow up, feeling safe no longer happens when our diapers change. Feeling safe happens when we know we are unconditionally accepted by the important people in our lives, just as we are, flaws and all. From the teenage years right into adulthood, we learn how to trust and be trusted when we consistently feel safe and accepted. But in our fallen world, this can't ever happen perfectly. We let down and are let down. But with understanding, commitment, time and consistency, beginning with ourselves, we can rebuild a sense of safety in our most significant relationships and nurture trust back to life. So as you look at your most important relationships and think about how you can increase trust, ask yourself, Do I talk to and treat people in ways that make them feel unconditionally accepted? What tangible things can I do to renew a sense of safety and acceptance in my relationships? And even when I'm having a bad day, do the important people in my life still have a sense that I accept them consistently regardless of my mood? These can be really hard questions to ask yourself, but you're not alone. Ask God to graciously point out the significant people who need to feel increased safety and acceptance with you. This is a tangible first step to bringing real trust back. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks for that good advice that we need to love
0: people unconditionally to create trust and safety. Well, it's been a full show. And, Danny, we so appreciated you being here and your thoughts. And as we move into our takeaway time, do you have one takeaway for us and for our viewers and listeners to take away from yeah. the show?
1: I think the key to uh, a joy-filled and powerful life is to take uh, full responsibility for being Christ's ambassador Mm. in this world. I I think that unlocks the key to so many good things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts about that, you guys? Uh, Weepy. Uh, (laughs) My life is is full because I was obedient and because I said yes, and I think that um, we miss out on so much by just being Christ's hands. You just, you you don't know whose life you're gonna change and and the lives that are connected to that life. Um, I just, I'm so thankful that someone did that for me yeah mm-hmm.
3: I think of this verse actually in Psalms it says may I never look back on my life and wish that I'd served you more and um, I just think of that like may I never look back on my life and wish that I had represented Christ better mm-hmm. yeah. just as like an encouragement to like do your best now like yeah. when you walk yeah. into anywhere when you post on anything you are representing Christ mm-hmm. it's really yeah. important
4: For me, that thought of just taking responsibility sometimes could be such a burden for somebody. So what does it mean? What do I have to do? Do I have to be perfect? And that's where the grace comes in Mm -hmm. and knowing that the sovereign state of God's kingdom is behind you, He will be the one that allows you and enables you, equips you to be that ambassador because that's that's the promise of the Holy Spirit in us. Amazing. Well, I think you took my
0: takeaway. (laughs) My second takeaway was from second Corinthians 520 that we are God's ambassadors. (laughs) We represent him wherever we go. And we do this within our relationships and connections around us. But maybe we can do like a second part, because I think as we've been talking, when you realize the truth of that, that should make you, I mean, honestly, sit up higher and stronger, feel empowered and strong. And yet I think there's a part where you're just like, wow, me. So there's a, there's a sense of awe and wonder and excitement all mm-hmm. in, in that, right? That we are God's ambassadors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I,
2: I, I just I, I hear this over and over while you're talking. We didn't, we didn't get saved by Christ's love to get stuck. That's right. God has called us, He saved us to move. Mm-hmm. He saved us to save others, to to bring the love of God. And mm-hmm. I think I think this is a challenge to not just us in this room, but mm-hmm. th- to the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um we we sit at the table and we feed off of the word and we get really overweight. Mm-hmm. Um but but God's calling us to get up and share that same love that yeah. changed our lives. Amen. You know,
0: yeah. sir, I love that because Danny, when you talked earlier like mamas don't give up on your kids. Because here's the thing. Somebody threw an outreach magazine or whatever in the back of a car.
1: Yeah.
0: For whatever reason. Whoever gave that person this little, you know, what is it, a track or, or no, something? No, it was a book. It was a book, throws yeah. it in the back or puts it in the back. And then you steal that car with that book in it where you yeah. read it. Come on, that's God, gotta be I knew God. It was up like, to you. Yeah. There's that's no chance, right? Yeah. And so when I go and speak, you know, to at women's conferences, I always tell mothers, pray. Because it might not be you getting your kid back in. It could be a whole bunch of other people and things that will bring them back. So you pray, God, use anything, anybody, to bring my child home. And uh, I've had so many women respond like, yes, because they've always thought it's them. Yeah. Right? And they will love unconditionally, but sometimes I'm like, you know, God will use a book in the back of a stolen car. That's right. Yeah. Like, how insane is that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if if you think about it, the gospel has woven its way all throughout, you know, the entire Old Testament, Mm -hmm. uh, through the um, New Testament, time of Jesus, the early church, the disciples, all the way 2,000 years later to us. Why should it stop with us? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. If it it found its way all the way to you, like, who do you know that you can share it with?
0: And it makes sense that that has motivated you to go to unreached you know, countries and mm-hmm. people groups to share Jesus. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense now?
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's what takes us on the border of, you know, South Sudan, or to an underground church in Asia, or into the Amazon jungle, or places like that. We'll go anywhere to bring the gospel to those who haven't yet heard.
0: God. wow, yeah. dude, that's so amazing. So I guess the lesson is, throw some great, you know, good gospel books in the back of your car <laughs> just in case yeah. it gets stolen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's my
6: takeaway. Is that your takeaway?
0: <laughs> Hello. that's your takeaway, that's my new take-away. throw yeah. those books in the back of the car <laughs> all right well thank you so much cheryl brooke lisa for your mm-hmm. thoughts thank you for being godly disruptors in your own place and in your own lane and where god has put you so thank you so much for your lives mm-hmm. and danny thank you so much for being here and, and why don't you close the show with your uh takeaway for us
1: uh you know, if we would let God disrupt us to be disruptors, uh, I think we would just see him moving in all, uh, all the different people around us. Because we all know people that are far from God. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find that if you start going out there and sharing with others, that God has gone ahead of you and he's prepared people for you.
0: Yes, that's amazing. Thank you. And to our viewers, to read our blogs and devotionals on being a godly disruptor and how to do that, uh, go to seeherlove.com. You can also watch our vlogs on being a godly disruptor. We want to equip you and give you the courage to go out there and disrupt and change lives and and give people that sense of confidence that they are Mm. ambassadors. And remember, always know as you head out into the world as God's ambassador... You are seen, you are heard, and you are deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.